Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today, we're chilling with Anthony O'Neill, Ramsey personality. Mm-hmm. Anthony O'Neill is an amazing dude. He's the author of Debt-Free Degree. Mm-hmm. He was featured a ton on one of my favorite podcasts ever, Borrowed right. Future. Yep. And he is a spicy man. He and is. I He's enjoy great. him and his flair. And he was a pastor. I mean, yeah. the dude is awesome. Yeah. So this is a replay from last year. And in case you missed it, we just wanted to air it again. And if you've already heard it listen again Mm -hmm. and share it out with your friends that's right all right enjoy guys hello and welcome to the anatomy of marriage podcast i am your host melanie studley i'm your other host seth studley i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and today we have got somebody that you guys are going to love his name is anthony o'neill what's up anthony Seth, Melanie, good afternoon, good morning, if if it's morning your time, but uh, hey, you guys, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, man, thank you for taking the, the time. I know you're super busy and you got a bunch of stuff going on and you're just bringing it every day. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So uh, can you give us a, a an introduction for maybe some of our listeners who have been hiding somewhere and don't know who you are and a little bit about your story and what you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, my name is Anthony O'Neill, a teen and millennial expert. They they would call me uh, internally. They call me a Ramsey personality, um, alongside the guru himself, Dave Ramsey, um, leading this amazing organization with my sister Rachel Cruz, Chris Hogan, my brother, Christy Wright, Ken Coleman, who I believe you all are familiar with. Um, and so I come in and I really specialize and focus on that younger audience uh, because I have a passion for young people. You know, when I was 18 years old, just graduated high school, I'm stepping out on my own. And I was like, yo, I just want to be young. I want to be free and I want to be a grown man. Uh, but really back then I was still a little boy and I had a little boy mentality. And before you know it, I got into school, had a scholarship, um, but got into some credit card debt, made some bad choices around my life in general. So around relationships, friendships, uh, finances, all that type of stuff. Had great parents who grew me up um, in church from a spiritual background. Uh, but, you know, they didn't really teach me about life. And so when I got into college, I made some bad decisions, which caused me to get kicked out of school, unfortunately. Um, and I took out about $35,000 worth of debt. So about $15,000 in credit card debt, $10,000 in student loans, and $10,000 in furniture bills. And so when I got kicked out of school, my uh, father in California didn't allow me to come home. 
neither did my father in North Carolina uh, because I have two fathers and, and two uh, mothers. Um, and just to let this be known, I don't, I don't believe in the word step parent. I believe that I have four amazing parents who love me. And so um, when they didn't allow me to come home, I called all my friends that I thought were my friends. I called everyone that I tried to impress the young ladies that I bought a lot of stuff for. Um, but no one gave me a place to take a shower, to eat, to lay my head, um, to just even regroup. And so found myself, and I, I keep saying found, I'm going to change that today on this amazing podcast. I put myself into mm. debt and um, I put myself in the back of that car, mm. sleeping, in wa- sleeping in a Walmart parking lot at the age of 18 and a half, 19 for six months of my life. And so um, those were the longest six months of my life where I contemplated suicide. I contemplated, you know, do I have family who love me? I contemplated, um, you know, just a lot of things about my life. And I will never forget it was during that season, the spiritual side of me just really say, you know what? Hey, you're here because of the poor decisions that you made and you knew better. And so um, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to fix our life. And we're going to change some things around. And so I had a great conversation with my father in California. He said, come on home. I went home and um, got a job. My first job, you guys, was a bill collector. Ah. Collection agent collecting other people who owe credit cards. And y'all, the whole first year, I promise you, I was sweating every day when I walked into that office because we collected for this one particular bank that I won't name publicly, uh, but I owe them as well. So every time I would hit the enter to go to the next phone call, I'm just praying, please don't let it be my name because if so, I'm fired. And uh, <laughs> um, and it worked. And that was the first credit card that I paid off. And uh, make a long story short, you guys, I, I um, got myself out of debt. Um, still haven't made all the right decisions uh, when it comes to the areas of my finances, but got out of debt, went into full-time ministry, which is my heart, um, being a millennial and youth pastor, um, traveled the world, spoke on stages for people like your Bishop T.D. Jakes, your Creflo Dollars, Andy Stanley's, uh, been featured in Ebony Magazine, been on CNN, all the time, great stuff. Just really delivering one key message that I just really love and I really focus on when it comes to young people and letting them know that the caliber of your future will be determined by the choices you make right now. It's not just one, but it's all of your choices. What kind of friends are you choosing? Um, if you're going to say yes to this credit card, that's a huge choice, and it's a dumb choice. Um, and uh, you know, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do that, everything boils down to choices. And so that's just who I am. I'm just a young man that's passionate about reaching young people, teenagers, high school students, college students, young millennials who are just now getting out there in their 20s and young 30s and helping them build a solid foundation for their future so they can build on something solid that their future self will turn back around and say thank you to their younger self. Mm. That's awesome. You know that that saying, wisdom does now what you're going to be yeah. thankful for later. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I think Melanie said that to me one time yeah, or Joyce something. Meyer says it all oh, the Joyce time. Meyer I love Joyce it. Meyer. Yeah, man, oh, love that, that's a great well. saying. And like uh, going back to, uh, you know, getting T-shirts and stuff for credit cards. I remember we used to, because I'm from South Carolina. <laughs> I'm from South too. And, um, oh, I right on. In where? Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, yep, yep. I was born in Greer. Uh, Greer, <laughs> up, upstate near Greenville, you know. So you spent some yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, uh, yeah, we would go down for spring break, Panama City. It was, you know, college or whatever, you know. And we made it a competition to see how many free T-shirts we could get. But in order to get a T-shirt, 
you gave all your information to those stupid credit card companies. And I think I got like 20 t-shirts on. We put them all on at once. You know, I'd be like, you know, the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man kind of thing. But yeah, but then the junk mail just after that just kept on coming and kept on coming. And, and I got, I remember I was young. I got a credit card and I remember getting that credit card and seeing that limit. I was like, okay, I've made it now. But that was the biggest lie ever, ever. Yeah. I did not know that about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, man. even you learned something. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that story, man, is so, so powerful. And we, we watched your, that, that, you know, kind of one of your main YouTube videos, you, you know, taking a bath in the back of that car and yeah. stuff. I'm like, man, how powerful is that? When was that your, your other father that came and knocked on your, your window? He was like, it was, come on, it man. Was. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was my other father, my California father, and and um, he was a wise man, still is a wise man, and he was just like, hey, if I let my son come home, he will not grow into the man God has uh, designed and have destined for him. So um, I have to let him go out there and live in his choices and live with the consequences that his choices led him to. And so in this one particular day, my dad was just like, hey, you know what? Um, I, I, I better bring you home <laughs> uh, because if, if your mama see you watching in the back of your car, then I'm going to be in there with you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, um, but I love it, though. I think now being 34, uh, turning 35 here in a couple of months, um, that was the best thing that ever happened to my life. You know, I, I have peers that are good friends of mine, but their family pretty much provided for them and covered for them. And I'm not knocking those parents, um, but I'm grateful for my parents who didn't have the finances to, to do things, but they had the heart and the willpower to say, you know what, we're going to help him become strong now. We're going to cry. We're going to feel sad. We're going to be scared. But you know what? Uh, because of that, um, I've, I've been a strong man since then. Because of that, my sister, I mean, my, my younger brother, we are strong. You know, we grew up in a family to where living in California, I think we had a combined income of maybe $55,000 in San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of money at all for a family of six. And so I remember the days that, you know, we had to have um, French toast and eggs for dinner. We had to have rice with cut up hot dogs and cut up tomatoes in it for dinner because we didn't have the money. But one thing that I've always learned from my family is you work your behind off mm-hmm. and you earn everything that you have and you don't let no one else work harder for you than you work for yourself. And so since then, I think my father was teaching me, you made this mistake. Life is not easy. So if you make a mistake, and you're not living up beneath my roof, you got to pay for that mistake. So you go learn right now. And since then, have I made all the right decisions? No. Um, but I think about things because I don't want to end up back in my car. I don't want my family uh, in the future to be like how I was growing up. You know, my family, my mom and dad um, didn't have a wedding. Uh, my mom's first ring uh, was less than $100. Um, they've never been on a honeymoon. They've never been out of the United States of America until my family sent them. I mean, not my family, but my siblings and I sent them to um, Hawaii a couple of years ago. Um, and I just have different dreams for my family. So for me, it's I'm just grateful for where God has brought me from, but how he also allowed me to hit the bottom. So all I can do is just look up. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me what let's talk about a minute about that 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 pivotal moment that kind of kind of hits you because I know you know you were raised uh, your parents blessed you with a good work ethic like okay if yeah. you want it you get it you're responsible yeah. for it 
And we we can live that way, you know, but when we're out on our own, sometimes it, it, it doesn't sink in, you know, until we hit that rock bottom place. But tell me a little bit about your, like, what, what made it click for you? You were like, you know, Anthony, get up out of here. You got to get up. You got to do it if you want it. And that growth mindset, tell me a little bit about that. Man, you know, the growth mindset for me was, I think when I got outside of the car um, and I got back home, my dad handed me a Dave Ramsey budget form. And I never heard of Dave. And I'm just going to be honest, uh, when I first started clicking on Dave, I didn't like Dave because Dave was saying I'm stupid for having a credit card. And I'm like, who is this rich, wealthy white guy telling me I can't have a credit card? And I'm like, man, whatever. But when I started listening to Dave, I started hearing him say, you know what? You can do it. You can do it. And it reminded me of what my grandmother always used to instill into me. She was like, all things are possible through Jesus Christ. And I kept hearing Dave say, you can do it. Here are the steps. You can do it. Grandmama, all things are possible. And it clicked inside of me. I've never seen wealth. And I say, you know what? I could be wealth. Man, I started going gazelle, intense like Dave says. I started attacking my dad. I started traveling the world and teaching young people, you can do it, and here's how you can do it. And that was the thing that kind of shifted my, my mindset was stop thinking you can't do it. Stop thinking you have to look like your parents from the financial perspective um, and start looking at the God that you serve. He owns all of this. You can have a portion of it, but you got to be a good steward of it. And so my philosophy is if I can't be a good steward of this 1987 Nissan Maxima that can't go in reverse, then he's not going to bless me with a BMW. <laughs> Trust me, I love it. $35,000 a year, then he's not going to allow me to make $35 million a year. And so I just started shifting that mindset saying, you know what? True story. For the first year, I said, God, I'm going to get up and I'm going to wash my car every day because I want you to know I can be a good steward of it. Now, the people listening probably saying that's overdramatic. No, but I had to kind of shift my mindset that this Maxima is my BMW. It is the Bentley. It is that. So that way, God can see that I could be a good steward of it. And even now, I'm blessed financially, I'm doing some things that that um, I never thought that I would be able to, to do. But now my mindset, January of this year was, I'm acting like I'm a husband and a father. And so I live way below my means like I have a family because I'm showing God, this is what I want. I'm going to get my mindset there and I'm going to show you, God, you can trust me with all of that. So that's the thing that shifted in my mind was stop going off of what you've seen around you. Start going off of what you see all around you, which is God said he wants you to have a portion of this. But you got to be good still. Mm. Was there any fear associated with that? Because I think of like when when I've tried to even behave differently in our marriage, in our relationship, mm-hmm. just I always go to like, what was I what was modeled for me in my childhood? What do I know? Which is not super healthy. I mean, it's fine, but it's not the best. It's not what I want. But going into what I actually wanted with Seth was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I can't do that. And I but I feel what you're saying where you're saying. God was, I was hearing, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But then I was like, but can I be nice? Because that's really hard. <laughs> so like, what things did you face like that where it was like fear or, or just what are your thoughts on that idea? Yeah, fear is, is, is real. Um, I think everyone battles fear. Um, um, but one thing that I've learned 
why am I fearful when I have such a strong father? And so one thing that I've had to really teach myself um, in all areas of my life is that that the comfort zone can become our kill zone and that nothing extraordinary happens within our comfort zone. And so, and again, I'm not trying to preach, but it's just who I am from, from an internally perspective. Like I believe that when I am least strong, when I am kind of fearful, it makes God have to show up. And so um, for me, when I think of fear right now, it's, you know what, am I fearful? I'm I'm definitely fearful. You know, one of the things I'm fearful of, to be honest with y'all, I've never said this on any podcast, is I'm fearful that I'm going to be like my father and mother that, um, which is actually motivating me. You know, my father and mother, when they got married and, and, and I was involved with um, them at a young age, we slept in a 432 square foot apartment. Our couch became our bed. Our bed became our couch. And that was the most uncomfortable season my mom said ever for her life. And I never want to put my family through that. I'm fearful that if I don't do the right things today, that eventually I will put my family through that. I'm fearful that if I don't start saving and living below my means and start investing properly, um, and I like y'all, I'm going to tell y'all another secret I'm doing. I'm already saving for my kids' college, and I don't even know who they are because I'm fearful that I would not be able to provide for them and give them things that I didn't have. And so I believe sometimes fear is good when it's within a healthy place. And the healthy place is, is it is it healthy that God can do it? Fear, if it stops you from moving forward, that's unhealthy. My fear is pushing me towards um, healthiness um, and not pushing me back. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, we, we can have fear, but is that fear paralyzing you and keeping you stuck? Or are you identifying that fear? And saying, all right, I'm going to tackle this. I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to move forward. Because I agree 100%. When we're uncomfortable, that's a perfect opportunity for growth. You know what I'm saying? Because if if I'm like just too comfortable, I'm not going to feel anything. I'm not going to be like, oh, things are cool. Things are chill. No, I need to feel uncomfortable to identify where I need to grow, what needs to change, and to move forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do you go to the gym, Seth? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you know, when we're fearful, I was in the gym um, a couple of weeks ago and my trainer put a weight on there that I've never touched before. And I said, man, I'm tired. And he said, this is the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. When, you're ti- when, you're, when you're tired, when your muscles are sore and the weight is heavy. And I was like, well, why is that? He said, because this is when your muscles really grow. Yep. Like what? And he was like, but I'm going to be right there to support you to make sure that you don't hurt yourself. He said, but in the beginning, when you weren't tired and your muscles were not sore, you didn't grow anything. But now is the best time to grow. And it, it gets me thinking, the things that we're so fearful of, the places we're fearful of walking into, the things that we're, we're running away from, those are the things that if we can just walk in there with a good mentor, with a good advisor, with a good support, those are the things that make us grow. And uh, I run towards those things. When they scare me, I I run towards them. I even think my team gets kind of nervous of me sometimes because I have no problem going into it because two things are going to happen. I'm going to make a mistake, but I'm learn from it. Or... I'm going to go in there and I'm going to grow. Either way, I'm growing from both of them. And so um, what you just said is, rock, is right on, man. So Seth, I like y'all, man. This, oh. we, we can do this. 
I know. So yeah, especially if we talk about exercise and stuff, it's like, okay, it's, it's the last five minutes on the treadmill when you're just like, I'm dying, yes. I'm dead, I'm dead. The last five minutes count. It's the, it's, yes. the, it's the eighth rep in the fourth set on that bench press that's <sighs> making you grow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. And like, so, you know, I told you earlier, like last year I did stand up comedy and I, I'm not a comedian, right? But open mic stuff, I was like, this scares the crap out of me. I got to do it kind of thing. You know, not just because like, oh, it's my lifelong dream. It's like, no, I did it four times. I hated it. But when I was up there, I was like, I did it. This is fun. <laughs> it put me out of my comfort zone. And now I can do it if I want to, you know, so it's all about that growth mindset, being uncomfortable and especially in, in marriage and relationships again, because, you know, I'm a therapist and stuff. So it's like, yeah, if you're uncomfortable, not uncomfortable with your spouse, but if you're trying to avoid conflict and stuff, sometimes that conflict, I believe God puts it there for a reason because he's like, Hey, this is where you got to grow. Yo, look at me. Don't numb out. Don't try to avoid it. You got to walk through it. And there's this one saying that I like pretty good. Sometimes the only way out of something is through something. Yeah. Ooh, that will preach, man. The only <laughs> way out is through. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, I'm going to be quiet because I can preach off of that one. Oh, no. <laughs> you write a sermon. I'll come see you when, when yeah. you preach. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, let's talk about um, self-confidence a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe growing up, because, again, we talk about family of origin stuff, because where we come from is usually who we are. Where we come from, what we learned about money, communication, marriage, how to be, that's a good chance we're going to have that inside of us, right? And sometimes those things aren't so good. So we have to unlearn stuff from our family of origin. But let's talk about self-confidence. If someone wasn't born with that self-confidence to have a growth mindset, to do new things, to kind of walk, you know, uh, walk boldly in stuff or just kind of be brave. How, in your opinion, can they cultivate that? Or maybe you could tell us a story about maybe times when you weren't feeling so self-confident, you know, in the back of your car, I imagine you weren't thinking like, okay, let's do this. I'm ready to rock and roll. You might've been a little low, you know? So how did you cultivate that self-confidence there? Yeah, that's a good question. I think self-confidence is very, very, very important. Um, and it's, it's an important conversation. Coming from a family that was um, self-confident, but not self-confident in a lot of areas that was unfamiliar to them, um, I've had to learn how to be uh, confident in areas that are unfamiliar to me as well. Um, you know, I come from a culture of the urban city, minority city, um, to where it's just all of all, all of people who look like me. And so coming here, I lost a little bit of self-confidence, to be honest, because I was like, okay, wait, I don't know what to do in Nashville, Tennessee, yet alone. Um, I'm, I'm working for Dave Ramsey. Um, I, I'm in a brand new culture to where 98% of the people in our office do not look like me. I'm like, do I say this? Should I change who I am? Like, wait a minute, they just said this. And I'm YouTubing, like, okay, what does this mean? And so I'm walking kind of like, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 wait. And then one day I just said, you know what? Become confident. Like, you are Anthony O'Neill. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. In the areas that you're unfamiliar with, just ask questions and learn, but still be confident in who you are but there's nothing wrong with feeling like with feeling like hey i don't know this i I, i'm unfamiliar with this 
one thing I had to really do was I built a good relationship, a great relationship with Dave. I built a great relationship with our other personalities, even to the points where me and Rachel, we have some of the most interesting conversations that I could never mention on a public <laughs> public place because she's teaching me some things. I'm like, well, Rachel, help me out. <laughs> but she's, so if you're struggling with self-confidence in areas that you're unfamiliar with, get around people who are confident in that area. That can help you become stronger. They can become your mentor, become your accountability partners, and become people that say, you know what, hey, Anthony, you probably shouldn't have done that. Um, here's here's how you messed up. This is what that meant. This is what you should have done. And then eventually you'll become confident. Now, I think I'm too confident in a lot of areas um, because I just, I really love who God has. And I just did a YouTube video on it, actually, just the other day about just loving who you are and where you're going. And just understanding that you're going to make mistakes. There's going to be unfamiliar places. Um, but be confident in who you are uh, and be confident in why uh, you were made for a time like this. Mm. You, One of the things that you brought up is that you said you have a really great team there at the, with Ramsey stuff. Is that You've got you know Rachel and everyone who's this team that kind of has your back to help you walk through it. And it made me think of... You also mentioned like your family, your dad brought you back into the home and was supporting you. And I think in in relationships, we often don't know who our team is, if that makes sense. Like we don't know who, who supports us uh, apart from one another. But I think right. that there's something to be said in that, like in the kind of what you're talking about and how as a, in a relationship, we need to be having a, a broader team we have. We need sort of that biblical foundation. We need our own relationship to be strong, but then also we need to have a community around us saying, mm-hmm. we are, like when you were, you were mentioning your coach saying, I will mm-hmm. be here. If you start to fall, I'm going to catch you. Mm-hmm. So yes. that, I think that really is I, this weird. I just sort of had this moment of like, wait, that doesn't often exist for couples when they're in their, in their marriage and someone's saying, you're going to do this uncomfortable thing. You're going to grow. You're going to kill it. It's going to be amazing. And I will catch you if you start to right. fall. That doesn't really mm-hmm. exist. I guess we need to make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like having having a safety net. If I know, you know, I can go walk on a tightrope or whatever, you know, if I have a safety net below me, I can be brave or, or whatever. Now I'm thinking about money. It's like the three to six month emergency fund is a safety net. Mm. That's like yes. a legit safety net. That's not like a credit card that I'll fall back on if, you know, stuff hits the fan or whatever. Um, and it's so important. So having community, having that safety net yeah. in so many different areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And Dave said yesterday in our um, staff meeting, he said something that was so powerful right around that area. Um, and he just said, I got your six. Mm. And I got your six meaning as if I have your back. Right. I have your back in the areas that you just cannot see. And I think you guys are right. In, in the areas of relationships, you got to have someone that has your six. You got to have someone that's going to have your six if you're going through a hard time in your marriage. Um, I have someone right now, one of my spiritual fathers, um, he has my six because I'm dating. So I'm, I'm trying to find you know my best thing. And so when I'm making mistakes, um, when I've done some wrong stuff, he says, hey, I got your six. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do differently the next time. Hey, you need to go apologize. Mm. I got your six. Mm. Uh, and like you said, Dave Ramsey has my six when it comes to two areas. Number one, clearly financially and leadership. You know, hey, Anthony, I got your six. I didn't come from wealthy family members. So my mentor is Dave Ramsey. He's teaching me how to build my wealth and become a young millionaire. He has my six. So I think you got to have people in, in around you who has your back, who's your safety net. And then I like what you said too there, man. It's just so, I take things so deep, but sometimes 
the things that has your back is the thing that you lay down. You worked hard for the three to six months. So you have your own back whenever you need it. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, sometimes we need to be also that person. I have my own back. I've prepared for this time. But then outside of that, we have a community around us who has our six. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I like the the part that you said, yeah, you, you've created, you worked hard for your three to six months. And it made me think about, we were talking about working out earlier. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go to the gym and put in the hard work so I can be strong. If I have to lift something, if I have to move this couch or I got to play with my kids, like you're putting in the work right now, physically for you to be healthy, for you to yes. be emotionally healthy, for you to be strong, to throw your kids around, to play with them, to run all this yeah. stuff. So you're investing in yourself by in, you're investing in your kids by investing in yourself mm-hmm. right now. So that's rad. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So I talk, talk a little bit. I know you got, you got two books out, but your latest one, the, the graduate uh, survival guide, tell us a little bit about that and why you wanted to put that out there. Well, you know, the graduate survival guide came from uh, just really my story. When I first joined the team, you know, um, unfortunately, I, di- I didn't complete school. Um, and I didn't complete school because I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, and then my dear friend and, and sister, Rachel Cruz, she completed school uh, with the um, guidance of her father. And so we was like, all right, two totally different worlds. Mm-hmm. You have a guy that started school, took out student loans, took out credit cards, tried to impress uh, impress friends and family. My family didn't help at all. My family had no no savings. And then you have Rachel Cruz, who's never touched a credit card, who's didn't borrow anything. Her, mo- her mom and dad already had some savings, so was able to sew into her. So it was just a perfect fit because now we can hit everybody, the ones who were like me and the ones who were like Rachel and combine those. And so, man, I made a hundred mistakes in school. I think Rachel probably made like, you know, maybe one or two. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, we put five of those in there. um, and, And I would say, out of all of them, I think um, I'm just really excited about one thing um, that I'm working for at the end of this year is um, avoid student loans. But I even say one thing that I really stress with kids, which I would encourage everyone to get the book, is not having a plan. Because I believe young people in these days and times, they don't have a plan. They do not take the time to step back. Even with parents listening right now, if you have kids, step back and have a plan and make sure you have a plan for their life that includes them speaking into it. And then you also have a plan for the money. And when I think about this, I even dive deeper into the money aspect because clearly I believe 66% of the the parents who are listening today, their kids are going to go to college. Um, And so I'm very big on budgeting. We talk about budgeting in the graduate survival guide. Um, But I also want them to budget about their college experience. I want them to go down and write down, okay, the cost of tuition, the cost of room and board, the cost of social life, uh, the cost of transportation, the cost of food, and put all that in one line and start thinking about that when they're in the sixth grade, when they're in the seventh grade, and start working towards that plan. So what we see is that your plan for your life and the plan for your money is congruent. They're working hand in hand. They're working together. And you're not thinking about that when you're in the junior year, and now you're stressing and freaking out. And so um, that book is excited. Um, but I would definitely say just leaking something small. I have something special and huge coming out at the end of this year that I believe is going to... Um, transform the way families, parents like yourself uh, who have kids, um, and I can almost say if they follow this plan, 
they can and will go to school debt free. But that's all I can say about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited the garages Baba God is doing. Well, good, man. We will be the first ones to read it because we got three kids right now and 11, 10, and 7. One's fixing to go into sixth grade. And even that is exciting as our kids get older because this is not something either one of us learned. We didn't learn how to do money well. We didn't learn anything about it really. And so it's it's been a fun journey as as a couple to figure out how do you teach your kids to save money? (laughs) Well, we just just read Rachel's book, uh, Smart Money, Smart Kids, which was awesome. And like... I grew up poor too. Like for college, I was on grants. So luckily I didn't have to pay any of that back, but I was poor. But then for graduate school, I got loans, tens of thousands of dollars. And I remember one of my colleagues in school, she was saying, just take out, just take out a bunch. You're, you're in grad school. Just do it. And I thank God that I didn't listen to her because she was just, (laughs) I mean, just like, you know, throwing money everywhere. Um, but yeah, that's something that we don't think about. So I'm super yeah. excited about that book because it is yeah. possible to go to college completely debt free. That's awesome. And here's and here's the thing though, when we really think about it, and I can give you this um just a little piece of it, but um I think one of the things that is going to be shocking that going to college doesn't necessarily mean you have to start off at a four-year university. Mm-hmm. And I think that America um, speaks or thinks sometimes negatively of going to a trade school or going to a community college where I believe even if you are a straight A student and you don't get a full ride to your uh, four-year university, I think it's a smart decision for you to go to a community college, um, go there for the first two years for free, still get your scholarships, your grants, and start saving up for the next two years and transfer to whatever dream college that you may want to go to because it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And so we know that in-state, the typical college degree is going to cost you about eighty to $100,000. The average person graduates about $37,500 in student loan debt. Um, but if you go out of state, then it, it triples almost mm-hmm. to $200,000 to $250,000 worth of student loan um, that you'll be taking out. So for me, it's I just get so excited. I was just speaking to a group of young ladies um, last week here in Nashville who are graduating, and they was like, hey, can I go to community college and still be successful? I I just wanted to scream at the top of my lungs and just say, yes, why can you not? Well, my friend is going to um, UT. I'm like, that's great. I, I have no problem with that. But she's going to UT. If she doesn't get a full ride, her first two years, she's spending anywhere from from anywhere from thirty to about sixty thousand dollars, depending on what kind of stuff she gets. If you go to community college here in the state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. you're going for free. So this means you only gotta worry about two years, not four years. Right. Common sense, you guys. And they're like, I've never just thought about it that way how come my counselor didn't tell me that i'm just excited about where i'm at today with helping parents um start thinking differently about their kids future and the graduates of bible guys started that conversation but what's coming out in october this year later this year it's going to it's going to really bring light to the conversation man that's, that's awesome you know i want to be respectful of your time but i, I want to just talk just give you props for for one thing i recently watched one of your videos that you put out and what was the title of it? Why I'm seeing a therapist. That was it. And like that just hit me hard because like strong role, strong male role models, at least in our culture. I mean, it's shifting right now. We don't go to therapy, you know, no, nah, we, 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 we buck up and we do it right. But that video I think is going to be so 
important for other young males and and females too, but especially young males to just see like, oh, yo, Anthony does it. Okay. He's, he's normalizing this, you know, and even like I'm a, I'm a therapist and sometimes I even have an issue. Like, I don't want to make the appointment. I don't want to go. I don't want to talk about this stuff because it's hard. It yeah. puts you out of your comfort zone for you. So for you to put that out there and be vulnerable oh, yeah. like that, that's that's where it's at. So I appreciate that. I just wanted to throw that out there because that was that was pretty powerful. Yeah, I man, I had to pray about that one, mm-hmm. to be real, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want people thinking that I'm I'm mentally crazy. Right. Um, but you know what? I agree with you. I think as men, all men. Um, there's a lot of weight on us. And I think that we need to speak to someone like yourself, who's a therapist. Uh, Because one thing I've learned being here, the way that I grew up, the way that I process and and see things and speak things, you may not process it and speak it the same way as me. And so I have to literally step back and say, you know what? I think I'm receiving things wrong and I'm communicating differently. So let me go see a therapist that I'm not mentally crazy. I want to learn more on how to process things, how to receive things. And I can honestly tell, and there's no shade against people who don't go, but I can tell people who actually talk to people and who do not talk to people because now I'm more open-minded. I see things and I can process things differently than people who do not. They're closed-minded. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, so you think we're 100% right. Cool, great. And I go back to my therapist. like, how are you doing this week? You know, I ran into such and such. And <laughs> it's because they're stuck in their ways. And you're learning how to open up. Uh, but then also, too, I have issues as, as a young man. And I'm, I'm grateful that I have someone that is not my parents. It's not Dave. It's not someone around me that I can just be honest with. And, and trust them and know that they're going to give me the right guidance. And I will honestly say, getting saved, choosing my wife, who I haven't chosen yet, having kids, the fourth best thing I've ever done in my life was get a therapist. Yeah. That I see every other week. And if I can't go into her office, I call her on the phone. Yeah. I'm on the road. Even if I have nothing to talk about, she always brings up something that sparks my mind. And next thing I know, my time is up. And she says, do you want to go for another hour? No, I do not want to pay that extra bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's worth it, though. It's an investment. And it, it's worth it. Taking the time, fake, taking the financial uh, piece you know, into consideration and, and doing that work. So, yeah, it's a total investment. Same thing with marriage and family therapy. And I'm not saying this just because I'm a therapist. You know, it's. Yeah. Like if we can take the time to go in and talk about our issues, because, you know, it's like who we can't see our six. Right. Yeah. Ooh, so that's good. So she can. But I might disagree with her. Oh, no, you're just saying this, blah, 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 all this stuff. But then that therapist is going to go, wait, Seth, she's got something here. Or wait, Melanie, you need to consider this. You know, wait, Anthony, are, did you see it this way? Have you ever thought about it this way? So, yeah, seeing a therapist like thank you for normalizing that. You know, I'll be the first to say, yeah, you don't have to be crazy. Do you have to have a terminal illness to go to the doctor? No, you just go for a physical. You got to have right. all your teeth falling out to go to the dentist? No, you just need a cleaning. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so. And, that, and I tell people all the time, do I want to go to my therapist? No. Mm-mm. But do I want to go to my doctor too? No. Like I go because I know it's the best thing for me to do. If I want to be healthy, do I wake up saying I want to go lift this much weight and be sore the rest of the day? 
No, but I know it's a it's the healthiest thing for me to do. It puts me in my uncomfort zone, um, and, and it stretches me. And I mean, I, I definitely say um, it's been great. You know, I got to go see her tomorrow, and so uh, you know, and I've she she's. I've learned so much. So I want to thank you for what you do mm. and how you're helping change people's lives as a therapist, because I would definitely say this, the moment I get engaged, not even engaged, but when, the moment I start thinking, okay, this is my wife, we're going to a therapist. Mm -hmm. We're going to go together before I even propose and just start really getting each other and understanding each other and communicating better. Uh, because I mean, men and women think differently. And mm -hmm. so I want to learn earlier on. So before I propose, I'm already we're going down the right road. That's right, man. Well, thank you. I, I, I respect you, and I, I thank you for that compliment. So, again, respectful of your time. If people want to check out more stuff, where do you want them to go? Yeah, go to anthonyoneal.com. Um, if you are a parent, you know, um, anthonyoneal.com is the best uh, resource out there for you to learn more about me, my heart, to help your kids or your college student or a young kid um, uh, be better for, you know, the young millennials who may have young, young kids or just about yourself. Uh, my YouTube and my Instagram is is really my strongest platforms right now. Both of them are at Anthony O'Neill. Um, I give away a lot of good uh, resources there, a lot of solid practical stuff um, around finances, relationships, healthy stuff. So I'm excited there. The Instagram community is blowing up right now. The YouTube channel is, is just booming. And so anthonyneal.com is a great place to start, uh, but also my Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You guys go check out all his stuff. I love it. It's inspiring to me, you know, and here, here's a, a little thing too. And I don't know if we announced this on our show or not, but we are coming out to Nashville in October for the Ramsey Influencer event. I hope you're there. I don't know. Are you going to be there? I'll be there. <laughs> all right. So we'll, we're going to see you there then. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're super stoked about that just to meet all of you guys and hang out and chill and learn some stuff. So we'll see you in October. You guys go follow Anthony O'Neill. He's on fire. Follow his advice. Trust me on this one. What else, Mel? Anything you got to say? No, I just think this is amazing. I just want to keep talking forever, but we don't have time. Yeah, no, we want to be <laughs> respectful. Like there's, there's like 15 episodes. I'm like, oh, that could be a whole episode. Oh, that could be an entire episode. So I was just, my brain yeah. has been spinning on some of the things you said. And I, and by the way, were, did you, are you a pastor? Were you? Was. I was a pastor. I, I am an ordained pastor, mm -hmm. um, but... In my current role with Ramsey Solutions, I'm not. I just I don't want to have too much on my plate. But uh, went to seminary school, uh, preached for. I still preaching. I still preach now on Sundays. But um, I'm not a full time pastor mm -hmm. anymore. But still have my elders and my pastors. Yeah. Uh, um, certificates and stuff like that. I so, just think yeah. that's so. Yeah. Every time you said that I can preach, I, and or you said oh, you could preach on that, and I was like, oh, will you? That's like <laughs> all I could think of. I would love to hear that. And so. That was why I was asking, actually. So. All right, man. This has been a blast. Again, I can't wait to meet you guys and hang out. Thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate it, and we know that people are going to get some value in this. So you guys go check him out. Sad, Melanie. Thank you all so much, man. This is this is a great show. For yeah. Real. Thanks, Thank man. You. All right, my man. You have a good day, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank all you all. Right. Bye. All right. Peace out. Bye-bye. We hope that you enjoyed that replay of our interview with Anthony O'Neill. Again, check out DaveRamsey.com forward slash hope to get the free 14-day trial mm -hmm. of Financial Peace University. You're not going to regret it. You're going to thank me and Seth yes, later. you will. Absolutely. All right. Later. Peace out. <laughs>